once again to the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. This is Chad the Mark with Mr. Brown and Canadian Biggie. And we are back to talk NBA again. I don't know. Is that where we want to start? Do we just want to go right into that? Like we are breaking a streak of weeks talking, first of all, just speaking about the NBA. And then secondly, we've been relatively positive. Well, two things. One, this is probably the first time we ever let off with the NBA. And two, it's watchable again. They changed the rules. It's actually like a game of basketball. I don't know if I'll go that far, but it is better than where it was at least the past couple of years. But I'm I'm not sure if this is a positive thing or not. We may not agree with a lot of people out there, but let's just highlight what the reigning, defending, undisputed MVP, Jokic, the Joker, and uh, might have got, got hit with a little bit of a cheap shot, and uh, he responded. What happened? It was a cheap shot. He's bringing the ball across half court, four minutes or so left in the fourth. Morris comes over. If you're going to foul him, that's one thing. He throws a freaking forearm shiver up towards his throat. And here's the thing you got to learn, regardless of how you sit on this. If you hit a guy with a dirty shot, don't turn your back. <laughs> he got what he deserved. <laughs> he turned his back quickly, did yes. he not? I, now, Mr. And the thing about Morris is him and his brother, they think they're Miami Street tough thugs. They are not. We, we talked about it last night, Biggie. The fact is... They're like they don't. They're, they can't handle the streets of Miami. And then everybody else, everybody else was like, they're from Serbia. I mean, what do you think they're gonna do? Yeah, they probably walk down the streets with AK forty sevens like every day of their life. First of all, they're from Philly anyway. They're not even from Miami, so they need to shut the hell. Yeah. And the uh, the other thing is just just the the context for this which this happened. So I don't know, Biggie, if you got what the fine was or the punishment. I know he got a one game suspension. Yeah. And was it a $50,000 fund? I want to say it was, yeah, it might have been 50000 I remember exactly. S- somewhere in the neighborhood of said 50000 But But regardless, it, it was a pretty hefty fine. And this is coming on the heels of a guy that got ejected in a playoff game for a foul that wouldn't have gotten a lot of people of his caliber ejected just because Dude, If it would have been like Giannis or LeBron or Curry with that same foul in the playoffs, none of them get ejected. So are they going after them for, for a reason, or are they just trying to make sure we don't have any more hard fouls like that again? Because he was somewhat remorseful after the fact because he hit him in the back. Like, he felt bad about that part of it. Well, What's he supposed to do, though? Wait till he turns around and say, I'm going to push you now? Yeah. yeah. Tap on the yeah. shoulder and let him turn around. Yeah. <laughs> He's not going to do that. You just got to, like, knock him out, level him. I guess, man. But is the punishment fit the crime? It does for this reason. They want to make sure that other players around the league don't feel as though that's how they can retaliate. Because how do we get to the game becoming so soft and malice and palace? They can't afford to have it go to where hard fouls become a part of the game again. Well, I'm glad you brought malice and the palace up because now that everyone's already circled the next date in Miami, even the brothers. November 29th. They they didn't even want to circle the date. They were ready to to go at it. They were, but I'm saying now they're saying we've bought tickets. We're going to be there. Just letting they let everybody know they made it known they're going to be there. So could we see a potential? This is like a Tyson Fury. Could we see some fireworks that day? Well, the Jokic <laughs> brothers did not have Twitter until this happened, and the Morris brothers were talking crap. They created a Twitter account and they tweeted at and people were trying to verify if it was real. Right, or not. like I wasn't trying to knock it, but that's what you and I were talking about the other day, Biggie. I was like, "Are you sure this is true?" And you said Jim Rome said it was true. So I'm like, "Well, that's the gospel then." So here's what they tweeted at him. You should leave this the way it is instead of publicly threatening our brother. Your brother made a dirty play first. If you want to make it, if you want to make a step further, be sure we will be waiting for you, Jokic brothers. <laughs> yeah. So there was another report of fans who took pictures and video of the Jokic brothers who were at that game, and the report was they were just waiting for their brother to give them the throat slash sign, and they'd have been on the court. <laughs> like oh, wow. they already know what that is. Yep. Like, they, they've been through those uh, just those do situations. It. Just like do this. it. The, the the thing that I liked was the picture of the Miami Heat waiting outside the locker room. Did you see that? Yeah. It was like the whole team. Yep. So, like, for – all right, so I get it, man. Dirty shot. Like, we're not happy about Morris taking the dirty shot. And we kind of understand the Joker with the retaliation. And after that, it's done, right? Like, we're, yep. we're good with it. Like, tempers, you know, can flare a little bit. But let's calm down and relax. But then – like, I appreciate the fact that they had their boys back, even if he was wrong, or even if he wasn't, they were there. Listen, I can't take them seriously unless they're standing out in the hallway in their Miami Vice uniforms. Oh, I mean, because hey. then you know they're serious. Yeah. That's legit. The Grand Theft Auto Vice, Vice City. City. 
That's how you do it. Playing some Lover Boy in the background. Or exactly. Something. Where's Don Johnson? <laughs> hey. Hi, Crockett and Doves. <laughs> I'll say this. What I don't understand that they do when they build these new stadiums is there's a hallway that splits the visiting and home team locker room. So how do you not know that something like that could happen? I guess, they, I guess they guess they just think people are gonna be more more mature nowadays, but that's that's just not the case, man. Yeah. We're animals. I don't know. Jimmy Butler just looks like a ninja turtle. <laughs> that damn headband. <laughs> Which ninja turtle is he? Uh depending on the night, he's either Raphael or Donatello. Or Raffatello. I like that. He's Raffatello. Raffatello. Uh, hybrid. Yeah. yeah. Nice. He'll just be the uh, science one that says radical dude. That'll be fine. <laughs> Uh, let, let's move on to some more uh, potential foul play. And I, I know we're going to talk plenty of NFL, and, and we'll get into our – are we in week 10 now? Week 10. Holy crap. Week 10 of the NFL Stone Cold Lead Pipe Locks. And we had a bad, bad week last week. But we'll talk about that later. We're not we're not ready to talk about that quite just yet. But we will give you the teaser that we all picked the Baltimore Ravens to cover tonight, so we'll see how that goes. But let's talk about Mr. Brown's Raiders. Do we really have to? I, I think we do because they just really love the choice. spotlight. They love the spotlight. What happened? What hasn't happened is a better question. <laughs> well, I guess what's happened since We got one match. player left from last year's draft that's still on the team. Hey, he's a starter, though. For now. <laughs> For now. Hey, did you see the video of uh, uh, Ruggs on the strip? I saw the car, yeah. We, we already talked about Ruggs last week. Yeah, what I'm saying is that as fast as he was going, that's how quickly this whole Raiders franchise owned by Mark Davis <laughs> is about to have new ownership. Uh, the Mark Davis uh, backpack memes just keep getting better. No, I love that. But The best meme I've seen out there, and I posted it, was it's the state of the current Raiders, and it's Smokey from Friday, and he says, how do you get fired on your day off? And then it has Gruden with his laptop. It has Ruggs with his bottle of Hennessy. And then it has Arnett with his AKs or whatever the hell guns he had out there shooting it up. And uh, that's the Raiders right well, now. That's you, Raiders in a nutshell. You were talking about Vice City and uh, Miami. It was the Grand Theft Auto cover of the Raiders, man. Yeah. That's where they're at. That's the new game. Download the expansion pack today, kiddies. It'll be there for you tomorrow. But uh, I mean, whatever happened to what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Just let the guys play. <laughs> let them play. I guess, Turn the blind eye. I guess this is the Raiders, man. We're dirty. That's what we do. Dude, they're I mean, dog they are embracing the yeah. They've crossed the line. You, no. can't, kill, you can't kill dogs. <sighs> yeah, don't kill dogs, but I, I guess don't have assault weapons and make threats. See, if that, yeah, if that, that, if that would have happened in Korea, they would have just ate the damn thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why is it wrong now? Put it in some ketchup. Forget about putting a team in London. Let's just move the Raiders to Korea then. Yum, yum, <laughs> they're like, yes, lunch on the strip. Oh, what the hell's gone wrong now? Mm. Uh so uh my question for you at this yeah. point they are what five and three? They're still in first place. Well tied with the Chargers. Still. So is this kind of a rallying around this throughout the rest uh, of the season? That what that division isn't what we thought. Do they win nine, ten games still? I would have thought so, but then they just gave a game away this week, which was a game they shouldn't have lost. God awful. Yeah. So I don't like I said, if they finish eight and nine like I predicted, it wouldn't surprise me. No, nah, that's a that's a very desolate end of the season, though, after the way they started. Yeah, so, so. I mean, that's what they do. They, they've started out strong a few years, and then they always just right off into the Crush sunset of mediocrity. Dreams. That's what they do. Well, maybe you'll get a good coach next. Probably not. <laughs> not happening. Mark Davis is going to coach. Oh, just draft speed, baby. All right, just keeping it with other happenings around the NFL. So we, we got some, some breaking news that – I swear there's a reason why we do the show on Thursdays, right? We, we're just able to get all this stuff. There's always out. something that happens. I know. I, and it sucks because we're doing a week in review, but somehow Thursdays worked out great. We're watching the tremendous uh, Thursday night game here in the background. But we also got Odell Beckham found a new home. So OBJ got released. And now this one, it's kind of weird to me because we heard Saints, Packers, and Chiefs were the teams he was eyeing, and he signs with the Rams. and. We'll see how it is fit-wise, but it's almost like he picked the Rams because he wants to be in L.A. Maybe. I, and, yeah, I saw LeBron congratulated him on Twitter before anybody else really did. So uh, You don't think it has anything to do with him maybe having Super Bowl aspirations? Why couldn't he go get those in Green Bay on the other side of Devontae uh, Adams with I'd a better quarterback? Too. Just saying, the better quarterback 
And the better team is in Green Bay. Uh, I don't know about that. Uh, the better quarterback is. Yeah. Well, the better Stafford, quarterback. But Stafford's playing You have great. to say that now. You have ties to Rodgers. <laughs> you know why? i got to point that out. <laughs> Come yeah, on now. Better overall teams in L.A. Yeah, yeah, and like I, I'm not really surprised that LA makes that move. Like they've shown that's a, what they do. Would you rather play your January home games in Lambeau Field or in a dome in LA? Yeah. Oh, if I was Beckham, I'd be playing for the Chargers because <laughs> I like Justin Herbert. But yeah. I'd be in LA. Uh, oh, in hell, am I going to Green Bay? O- OBJ's got to be with a quarterback that can that can temper the the relationship. And I don't think Herbert's got the maturity to do that yet. Stafford probably does. You know, Stafford will be okay. So we'll see how it goes. But but as far as, like, what do you expect out of Beckham the rest of the go? I think the probably first two, three, four weeks he'll be a red zone target, and I might try and stretch the field with him a little bit. It'll take him just a little bit of time to fit into where he is, but he'll take over that Brandon Cooks role. Deep outs, nine routes. I'll tell you who don't like the signing is Cooper Cup. <laughs> I can nah, tell you that. He'll be fine. Uh, and, I mean, I, I thought of it kind of comparable – with steroids as a, like an Antonio Brown to Tampa because they already had so many weapons and they had a big name like Beckham come in and maybe he's just trying to take the pressure off. Yeah. Like AB has done a great job since he came to Tampa. So, I mean, maybe he is just a red zone target and uh, right, trying so to fit in. Let me ask you this question then. Over or under the rest of the season, will he have three touchdowns for the Rams? Over. Over. He is too talented. If he's healthy, Sean McVay will find a way to get him involved. I say over. I, I think it's under. So I mean, you think reason? that in, what, eight games they have left, that he can't score three touchdowns? I think it'll push. I'll push. Okay. You know, so I, maybe I should have said three and a half. Yeah. But uh, I'll take under at three and a half. And the reason why is it's going to take him a couple weeks to get acclimated They'll put him in for design sets. I think teams will know when he's on the field that that's what they're looking for. Uh, so I don't think you count the next two weeks. After that, you know, he might start showing some ability there. But the Rams have shown, and, and Stafford has shown, man, they, they got it clicking pretty good without him. So it's like they're it's going to be kind of like what Mr. Brown said. It'll be like the A-B thing. Cooper Cup's had no issues wasting every defensive back out there so far this yeah, year. Yeah, exactly. So, and if you're wondering what that noise is in the background, it is actually the tears of all Cleveland Browns fans in their underperforming season, like they do every other. I year. thought it was the tears of joy that just Beckham was gone. Maybe I don't know. Or it could just be a good old fashioned West Virginia golly washer that we just happen to get in the middle of the show. But we got the doors open, the windows open, and it's uh, in second the 60s. week in November. Hell yeah, sixties. Oh, I heard us talking. It's coming down harder now. Like we just said, this is why you go to L.A. and not Green Bay, because in Green Bay, this is a snowstorm. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, uh, speaking of finding destinations, a former New England Patriot, a great former Patriot, has found a new home. Or maybe great, an, o- an great old Patriot. Home. A great Patriot. You know, the thing that gets me about Cam landing back in Carolina is that the same people who had him in Carolina previously went to Washington and have needed a quarterback badly, and they wouldn't touch him with a 10-foot barred pole. I don't know why Carolina gave him as much money as they did. I get why they signed him. You bring him back home. He's a fan favorite. He's big within the community. But didn't they give him what's reported? It's close to $10 million. $10 million, but it's, it just happened today, and I haven't seen the details of what the contract is. I imagine it's like that New England contract he had where it's very incentive-laden. Yeah. I, can't, I can't imagine it being anything else. Yeah, New England, he had like an $8 million contract, and like $1.7 million was guaranteed. Right. Like, Cam is not in the situation where he holds all the cards here. That's he, what I was going to say. What, is he, what kind of leverage does he have? And the fact that they even gave him the upwards of that kind of incentive blows my mind. I mean, he, he probably just goes in and says, look, my wardrobe costs alone. Demand five. Hello. Look at my wardrobe. Hello. <laughs> There's a lot of costume changes involved, and he's about to bring Charlotte to their knees, uh, as Batman villains would say. But uh, either that might sound a little different on the mic, but yeah, I'll just keep moving on. Uh, he's back in Carolina. Does it make a difference? They're still going to be uh, just nothing, right? Yeah. They're trash. We, we all win here, though, because now we still have the Cam Newton memes that will yes. keep coming out. and uh, Great, great social media fodder. Yeah, so then, thanks, Cam. We appreciate you trying to come back. Yeah, you're, you're helping us out. Us. Yeah. Uh, something, something else has been great for the social media fodder has just been the array of uh, takes on Aaron Rodgers. And as the, the 
story unfolds. Last week we started talking about it as it kind of came to you know knowledge because didn't he play on Thursday night? No, 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 no. That was two weeks ago. He did not yeah. play on Thursday night. Then we had the show last week. We found out he was missing because he got COVID. Then we found out that he lied about being vaccinated. He said he was immunized, whatever the hell that means. I guess he took the horse tranquilizers or whatever. But He took a holistic approach because he's allergic to the vaccine or something yeah, that's yeah. in the vaccine. So I get it, man. If you're, you got the mRNA allergy or whatever, if a doctor told him that, like, sure. You know why it became such a big deal is because he said he didn't say I was vaccinated. He said I've been immunized. Right. None of the reporters followed up on I'm it. Like, and he wasn't wearing a mask. Clearly, he's not vaccinated. Yep. If he said that, so it's not like he really lied. No, he just but didn't tell. The bigger, he the bigger piece though is that the Packers knew all this and and they let him skirt all the the different things that you had to do if you weren't. I think it's the smartest move the Packers organization has made regarding Aaron Rodgers in a number of years because you knew that he wasn't immunized. You knew it was a big deal. You knew the the, uh, NFL would come down hard on you, and yet you had his back. You didn't leak any information. You let him roll around like he was a vaccinated player. I mean, they, I mean, what they, they were going to do? They were after, what, after what he did to them yeah. in the offseason, he'd have been like, I'll meet you at the flagpole at noon. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. They were like, <laughs> the That's Packers fine. Been like, we'll take we the do? hit. We got you. We believe in you. We support you. That's your thing. They had to. We'll yeah. eat a $300,000 fine for you, is what they said. So now I'm thinking he spent his whole offseason planning to get them in a position where they had to support him because he knew he wasn't getting vaccinated. Right. They're like, we signed Randall Cobb. We swept this <laughs> under the rug. What game. more do you want from us? <laughs> He's like, you keep doing it. I'm going to tell everybody I'm not vaccinated. You've been letting me play and being on these team meetings without wearing a mask, right? <laughs> the Halloween party, that's what did it. Uh, yeah. I guess. Damn John Wick. So he, he got fined. Uh, so we said the team got fined. They got fined three hundred grand. He got fined 14, like fourteen thousand three hundred forty-seven dollars. Yeah, and CD Lamb gets fined twenty thousand dollars for yeah. not having his shirt tucked in. Yeah. <laughs> that that's that's kind of hard to swallow. That's, that. that's the NFL in a nutshell. If there's not anything that you could, I, I don't know. That's just nuts. That's that's the model of consistency. You know what I like the most about this is that when he gives out info, he gives it to former Mountaineer Pat McAfee. He does, yeah. Every every Wednesday, I guess he he stops by and just uh, that's his outlet. Yep. And uh, you know he he was able to kind of come out and he was pretty angry the first time. More explaining the last time it was more like, well, that's not really what happened. He was more apologizing without apologizing. But it looks like he's only going to miss one game. I, they, they, pretty good chance he plays Sunday on the again dropping the Pat McAfee show in here. Apparently that's what he said on Wednesday that uh, there's a ten percent chance I don't play. So he's playing. Yeah. I mean, after you, uh, let, let's, let's close with this. How excited are you for the future, though? The Packers have had the, these runs of great quarterbacks. They've gone from Favre to Rodgers, and now they get to go to Jordan Love when it's all said and done. We got to see a glimpse of the future. And we realized why Aaron Rodgers can do whatever he wants to within <laughs> those halls. They have no confidence in Jordan Love. So, so I guess he probably wasn't really pissed until Jordan Love showed up at training camp and he's like, this is the guy you drafted? You this bomb? Oh my god. So it's been what, two years he's been there? Uh, I think Three? this is his third season. Uh, and uh, that's that's what we got. Was He did throw a touchdown there, right? Yes, with four minutes left to yeah. get me the cover, boys. Not, not quite a fail Mary, but might as well be. That's I'll take it. Like. So uh, be excited if you're a Packers fan because it's Aaron Rodgers, vaccinated or unvaccinated, till he dies, baby. He's going to be your quarterback. <laughs> All right, it's almost time for the best segment of the show, but I'd be remiss if we didn't talk more basketball, but let's let's pivot off of NBA real quick. College basketball started. Our Mountaineers played, and thank God it's uh, early season, you know, chump team we're playing. But either way, there were some big games. We got to see uh, the, the Kentucky-Duke rivalry renewed. That that game was on uh, last night. Uh, Kansas looked like they're going to be dominant. Kansas looked good. They looked real good. Well, Michigan State always looks like poo early in the year. Uh, yeah, but it's Tom Izzo, man. Dude, like, Tom Izzo, does he not just look like a guy who would be a Dick to yeah, play we were, for. we were right before we started recording. We were talking about Bud Kilmer, like he's the basketball version of that, is he not? Yes, he is. Oh no! Hey, but speaking of people like that, I told you how I was feeling earlier about Coach K. Everybody loves Coach K, but he's he's a dirty bastard too. Don't don't <laughs> let him trick you. Tell us how you really feel. Yeah, he looks like Splinter from Ninja Turtles. He does. 
If you guys could see the picture that Chad sent us earlier of what his vision of Coach K is, you'll never get it out of your mind. Ah, because you know it's true. You just don't want to come to grips with it. But Coach K is Bob Knight. And for some people, you're going to love him. For some, you probably mm-hmm. just wonder how he gets away with it. And I think you're the one that said it, Maggie. Like, the media just turns the other way. And they're like, oh, it's because Coach K. He's so yeah. nice. He's built up such a rapport with them that – he could eat somebody's heart out, and they'd say, well, he deserved to have his heart ate now. He's such a competitor. <laughs> That's what they'll Just say. Like most, most dictators throughout history are like tiny men. They are. The Napoleon exactly. syndrome. So, I mean, he fits the mold. I like the other thing about him is he has looked the same That's for 40 years. His yeah. face is starting to change. Yeah, he's like 74 or something like that. His hair is as black as it's ever His been. hair looks no, like two he, new no, hips. Come on, he's dying that bitch. You His know, hair yeah. looks like he's one That's of those damn Lego him. figures, just like Derek Carr. That's I, what it looks like. He needs yeah. to have it looks like yeah. real hair. They need to kick Clyde Fraser off them Just for Men commercials and bring in Coach K, man. They, they'd move some product then. That's the way that would work. He might be like a vampire. He does look like Oh, I'm in trouble because I see he looks like a rat. You're calling him a mythical vampire. Yeah. It's okay. He yeah. might just eat people's blood. Yeah, he does. Well, that's okay. Just blood of recruits. So <laughs> Duke starts the year ranked ninth. We'll see where it goes. Either you guys think there's any possibility that he doesn't go to at least oh, like are you asking 16? me? Are you asking me if the fix is in? He's going yeah. to the final four. The yeah, the fix in. is in. Final four. Okay. Yeah, he's going he's going to make a run there. Although on the ACC subject, North Carolina got a nice early season win too, didn't they? Uh, Hubie Brown down there? Yeah, Hubie Davis. Hubie Davis. Not Hubie. Two very different people. Isn't oh Hubie God. Brown the, the curly-haired uh, afro complete, yeah, dude I, that looks like Thriller? No, not Hubie Brown's a he's very He's been running old, basketball old. camps in the 60s, and yes. he's been calling NBA games no. for like Hubie Brown years. looks like Michael Jackson after he switched over in Thriller. Dude, Hubie That's Brown how old he is. one of the smartest <laughs> basketball minds out there. He looks like the dude from Poltergeist. <laughs> <laughs> See, every time my kids tell me they want a pool, I say, let's watch this movie, and then there's no pool. So, who's the head coach of the North Carolina Tar Heels? <laughs> Hubert Davis. Yeah, thank you. He, he, he was a good three-point shooter back when three-point shooters were rare, right? Hubie yeah. Brown is almost as freaking disgusting as that little crazy woman from Poltergeist. How old is Hubie Brown? He's got to be like 80. I bet you he's 80, uh, 87. What? Okay. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's I, Biggie speak. I think he's in mid-80s. He looks like it. I'm saying 87 and a half. Right. You think? But he's, he's a, he's a wally. We have to look at it. I'll look it up. Why look it up he's the modern day time. Jack Ramsey. So what's the over under on Hubie, Hubie Brown? Uh, let's put the over under at 86. Is that fair? Yeah, and a half. 86 and a half. And I'm going to take the under. Okay, I'm going over. I'm going under. All right. So we need like some dramatic music here. Like remember that? No, who wants to be a millionaire music? You know, when they just sit there forever while they thought about it. That's what they need to do. But uh, while he's looking that Throwing up. Throwing out a lifeline. They did win. Oh, uh, wow. The, uh, before he gives us the answer, uh, Akron almost beat Ohio State. That was fun. And then Virginia lost to the David Robinson last Navy midshipman. So that was. Is he still calling games? There's no way he's still calling games. He does radio, he I believe. Yeah, unless he just radio. quit. Is he Westwood one? We're back to. You have got to put his photo up when we, when we share the show. Does this it week. look bad? He looks like the damn Crypt Keeper. Uh, how old is he? 88. Oh! <laughs> damn it. Damn it. I win again. Biggie's such a good gambler. Now I got the intro from Tales from the Crypt in my head. Oh, damn it. I hate the 80s. Oh, man. As much as I'd love to keep talking about things of the Crypt Keeper and whatnot. Dude, <laughs> and he, just, he looks like he, Let me see. They need to put him let in the see, Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. You got to slide that. Oh, wow. <laughs> he looked better six feet under. <laughs> He's kind of got a – never mind. I'm not even going there. Uh, how about the college football playoff? You want to talk about that? <laughs> <laughs> we can go there, right? This, they all look alive. Well, <laughs> Michigan being ranked ahead of Michigan State makes about as much sense as Hubie Brown still calling games. Uh, you know, the playoff committee has no sense of, of normalcy with how they look at things. Cincinnati, though, you know, they'll tell you that it's the highest ranked a group of five teams ever been. Number five. Here's the thing about Cincinnati. They'll finish undefeated, but with SMU losing, they don't have another game on their schedule that's like a premier bump type game. So they have to hope for multiple losses in front of them because if Georgia and Alabama. SMU's still ranked, but it's not going to be good enough. Yeah. They're like 25. Georgia and Alabama playing the SEC title game. Alabama beats them. They both have one loss. Oh, they stay one and up. two. That's the, that's the nightmare scenario. 
Oregon and Ohio State. What Cincinnati needs is Ohio State to lose to Michigan State, which is on their half of the uh, Big Ten, and then either not get to the Big Ten title game or lose the Big Ten title game and have two losses. They need Oregon to slip up. They need both those schools to lose or else they're not getting in at number four because they'll get jumped. Who's the most likely to screw up? I want to say Oregon. I'm with you. Oregon's going to lose to not Oregon State, but I I feel like they got – they still got USC. I think they do, and then they'd have the Pac-12 title game against somebody from the South. I mean, this is the same team that lost to Stanford. Yeah. All right. And Ohio State, they're going to take care of business. I think think the Big Ten is soft, actually. I don't think Michigan State and Michigan are that good. And I feel like you're going to get the nightmare scenario where Alabama just might be Georgia because Georgia is like comfortably number one. Like it's, yep. it's, it's a huge distance between one and two versus any other ranking. Like you, you could say there's as close of a gap for, between two and five as there is one and two. Yeah. Because if you look at the top seven teams, you've got Michigan State, Michigan and Ohio State. Only one of those four is going to end up in the top four, if any of them. Yeah. So you got Cincinnati, Oregon, Alabama, Georgia. The only two guaranteed are Georgia and Alabama. So let me speak on Georgia fans for a second because as WVU fans, sometimes we put ourselves in a bubble. Down at the World Series, they're playing the Georgia versus Gator, Florida Gators game, waiting on the World Series to get in. Right. They're freaking nuts, dude. I, mean, I know it helps that they're number one in the country, but, dude, they're passionate. And they're, uh, SEC they, football. They are starving for – that championship. You know when the last time Georgia's Georgia. won a national title? I don't know. 1980. It's been that long. Been that long. They've always had all these good teams, but never finished. Right. So, yeah, they're hungry. They're and, starving. Yeah. <laughs> and and they probably have the best team top to bottom, at least the best defense. And if you can play defense that good, that might be all you need. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. They're, they're close games. They've gotten out of the system. They're just beating everybody pretty handily now. The other thing that's interesting to look at is that typically an undefeated Big 12 team like Oklahoma is number three or four They're right like now. number 82 or something. I don't know. They're terrible. <laughs> it feels like they're number 82. They are undefeated. They rank eighth. They're behind Michigan All because State, Michigan, West Virginia Cincinnati. made them move their quarterback and they had to make a change. That's why. <laughs> but like, see, if we wouldn't have done that, they would have lost now. They wouldn't even know. You know what it is, honestly? Oklahoma has been to the playoff every year. And get smashed. Every yeah. time. They get destroyed. So they're like, we don't want to see that anymore. Can we say something here for Oklahoma? Because Texas is tied to their hip because they're a bitch school that hasn't been good in a very long time. Yep. It's been like 12, 13 years, honestly, since they've been good. Texas if you're Oklahoma and you can dominate the Big 12 and make it to the playoff every year, why are you going to the SEC? You're going to play in the SEC West. You're going to get housed by Bama, LSU, Ole Miss. I, they're all better than you. I have the answer. Oh, money. Money. Yeah, they're going to make $56 million a year, and they only make thirty-five in Big 12 revenue right now. So they're almost going to double their revenue. It's all it about that student-athlete, though. Who cares money, if they money, win? Money, 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 money. <laughs> That's what drives everything. That's why ESPN runs the playoff, damn it. It's all about money. But Cease and desist. All right, so speaking of Oklahoma, they would probably be the fourth seed. If, if, if They could be. Top scenario is fourth seed. So what would be the spread right now if they had to play Georgia? I would say Georgia would be probably about 11.5 to 13.5 point favorite. That's it. Against who? Oklahoma. 11.5. Yeah, yeah, it'd be double like, digits, but yeah. I don't think it'd be 14. I'm with you. It'd be like 11, 12, 13 yeah. maybe. I don't think it'd be 14. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Now I'm thinking about it. <laughs> I, I think it would be around a two-score because Georgia's offense isn't elite. No, they're not. Like they're Sometimes they're only scoring 31, 35 points, and that doesn't seem like a lot in the world of college football. Yeah. I mean, when some schools are score, scoring 45 or 50, I mean, even Oklahoma has a tendency to put up 55 occasionally. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Either way, the Big 12, who cares? They're dying anyway. They <laughs> might as well not give them a playoff spot now. But I do want to point out that if you want to have some fun, you can watch me every week on our – Facebook page and our um, Facebook group for football where we're showing our 16-team playoff. That I know everybody says just do eight, but I'm like, screw it. I'm giving the Sun Belt a spot at the table because why not? So you win your conference and you get five at large, and that's how we're making a playoff. So every time the rankings come out, we're having a little fun and showing that too. So we love the feedback, and it is fun to just sit there and think about what those first-round matchups might be. I think you were getting hyped for Michigan-Notre Dame. That one changed now. I think it was uh, – 
Michigan, Oklahoma State this past week or something. Yeah, like that. I just love it for the nostalgia. But now it is uh, it's eight nine. It's Michigan, Notre Dame. Stay the same. Okay. Or uh, it's Oklahoma, Notre Dame. Sorry, it was Michigan, uh, Notre still, Dame. Still, that's that's. I'd rather watch that than Oklahoma and Georgia because I know what's going to happen. Well, and then another one that I would love to see is that you'd have number fifteen Ole Miss with old Lane Kiffin playing Alabama. You tell me you wouldn't want to sign up for that rematch. Ole Miss is in there. Fifteen. Yeah. Uh, oh, you're just looking at the college football playoff rankings. Yes. See, I'm not doing it that way. I, you got to get the at large is only five, and then it's the conference winners. So that messes everything up. Oh. So a little, little bit more layers, but You're I'd be okay with that too. Dive. Even if you just did the top 16, you mean to tell me that, you know, some of these, like wouldn't Coastal Carolina have made it last I year? I like your idea better because then you give every conference their shot. Well, and here's the point of that. You can't sit there and tell me if you were like the elite, like Conference USA school, that's not going to help your recruiting when you can sit Absolutely. there and say, son, you come here. We may not be on ESPN every night. Or every week, but we're going to play in the college football playoffs. And everybody gets do. a seat at the table That's if, if you you're in that at, bracket. Yeah, you look at it like this. It's Tuesday night Mac football. That's where you see crap schools like Marshall play. But all of a sudden, Marshall can be the 15th seed in the college football playoff. Right. Now they they're still playing hosed. on Tuesday night, but they're getting four-star recruits. The point is that they're not going to do well. They're probably not going to win, at least not right away. It would have to take years and years and years of it to take it, take effect. But You get Wednesday Sunbelt. Now they're relevant. Yeah, but if you have a good season, so there's I'm going to add another layer to it right now. Go ahead. So the 16 seed, just like you know how you have to have a play-in game for the tournament, oh, oh. have the, the North Dakota State or whatever right. t- championship team you got play that. the 16 seed <laughs> and see who gets in. Ah, uh, that, that'd be even better. Yeah. Uh, we See, we're just going to make up our own rules for yeah. now. Yeah. Well, Why they're kind of dissolving the uh, – FCS right now. Are well, they? so it's still going to be there eventually because the damn Power Five is going to say screw you, NCAA, and go off and do their own yeah. thing. There's actually some stuff that came out this week where sports writers were talking about how the SEC doesn't even need the NCAA now. They could just play each other and be their own league, you know, because they have 16 schools coming. I mean, it's, it's well, the SEC. What we were talking, I think we talked this earlier in the year. Their model, and that's why you had the ACC, Big Twelve, Pac. The alliance. To, or back 12 and like that alliance was the SEC wants to be NFL 2.0 so they can get a 32 team league they get the best schools you in don't the country. have to have 32 how many teams were in the XFL how many were in the USFL yep. no they're fine at 16 yeah. but if they wanted to go to 32 or even 24 now you've got Michigan Ohio State USC Oklahoma Tech you have every blue blood in the country no one else matters. No one gives a crap about boys I, I just want to know who the hell's going to look at Vanderbilt finally and say yeah. All right, man. Your time's done. How would Vanderbilt vote against us being in the SEC? They're not even relevant. Because they don't want anybody that could be more relevant than them. That would be like the worst thing in the world. Like if you're – you talk about these alliances. Like your schools like Wake Forest and Vanderbilt right now, like, you know, they're they're probably just – it's like that meme of the dog and fire and everything. Everything's fine. Everything, they don't see what's happening. But I'm telling you, their time's coming, man. Yeah. It's going to be done soon. They're going to be relegated to a group of five – level they're going to be playing the Citadel in football (laughs) I hope you enjoy that do you even know what they're called no no hey last thing for you then win the segment Dixie State that's who uh, I think Gonzaga played you know where Dixie State is I'm assuming uh, Tennessee you have a guess I'm going to say that it is uh, Mississippi it's uh, Utah okay it's in southern Utah in St. George, Utah, Dixie okay. State. Okay. They apparently call that area of Utah Dixie. It's a whole thing I just read about. I would have taken uh, – I would have went hard plus odds that it was Tennessee. Or East Mississippi. Yeah. Just anywhere east of the Mississippi. Yeah. So there's your little trivia, folks. Hope you enjoy it. But uh, let's uh, be quiet for a second. Let the raindrops kind of kick in. Biggie, can you hit the music? Every time when you hear that sound, you know what time it is. It is time for Week 10 NFL Stone Cold Lead Pipe Locks. And last week, fellas, it was brutal. 
Mr. Brown, you're still holding on to first, though. Congratulations. By a thread, yes. You fell off of page one of the nationally ranked uh, pickers. How does that feel? I just, you know, I'm trying to build Biggie's confidence back up. You know, I'm just team player here. Well, you, you did, Biggie. I think you were at least uh, around 500 or above. How, how'd you do last week? It was uh, eight and six. It wasn't a good week, but I picked up three games that on was our great leader, Mr. Brown, because guess who's back? Yeah, he's, we'll Listen, see. I've already won the World Series. I don't really care anymore. He's fighting with house money is what he's exactly. saying. Uh, we won't talk I gotta about let you be good at soft four win week. It was terrible. I got one thing. Let me have my one thing. Uh, we can do that. Okay. I'll show it off all the time. I'm here for you, brother. I feel like last week the pick seemed easy, and they just got the better. And we of fell us, apart. I felt just, really good. Like it wasn't that like people didn't cover. There were some bad teams that won. Like, it was it was so bad when we posted our picks on the page, no one really roasted us that hard. No, everybody was like, like eh. oh, this is legit. These are good picks. They're like, this is a terrible week for everybody. So, it is what it is. That being said, we're back to kind of rebound with dignity here. And, and just as a reminder, if you fast forward to the show to get to this segment, we all picked the Ravens to cover. And I, are they tied at halftime? 6-3. Dolphins. 6-3 Dolphins. So, that's looking good. I actually had the Dolphins and scribbled it out when I knew uh, Brissett was the quarterback, so I'm an idiot if they get that wrong. But either way, we're going to move on and just get through this the best we can and hopefully pain-free as possible. The only but place we can go is up. We got some uh, We got some double-digit spreads here. This one, not quite. We're going to start off with the Atlanta Falcons, who shocked the world. I got that one right last week out of my four wins. Somehow I picked the Falcons right. Uh, they're on the road to Big D where Dallas, coming off a, a brutal loss to the Broncos, are a nine-point home favorite. I'm going to go completely against grain here. I've learned so far this year, if a team impresses me and then I jump on their bandwagon, they immediately crumble. It happened with the Ravens, who I was all over. They fell apart. The Bengals, if, if I really like you, the Cowboys, then they lose 30 to nothing once I get on their jock. I'm going to stay on their jock because they're going to bounce back this week. The Falcons effing suck. Give me the Cowboys to cover. Cowboys have to bounce back. But, I mean, not only that, the Falcons are the worst team consistency-wise in NFL, I think. Yes. Like, they'll show up and just, where does it come from? And then they'll just completely fall apart. New so coach, same, I, same result. I'm going Cowboys. Uh, the Cowboys definitely win this game. But somehow, I just don't think they win by more than nine. I, I think they win by like a touchdown, and, okay. and that's it. Because I, I think the I think the Cowboys are going through a little bit of a struggle right now. We'll see how it shakes out. So, look at that. We're one pick in. We're already getting you a lone wolf and a or a bark, 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 bark for a chicken. I don't know what the hell you want me to do, but the Falcons are not winning this game. But I'm going to say they're covered. Speaking of teams that uh, we're mad at, how about the Saints last week, uh, you know, with the Falcons? Now they go on the road to a team that might be riding high with the Tennessee Titans at home. The Titans are a three-point favorite against the Saints. Give me the Titans all day long. I had the Falcons last week with the Saints for the cover, and they won outright. I don't know what the Saints are doing. I thought Sean Payton was going to have one of these spectacular coaching performances this year where you revere him, and more and more it's looking like they're a week-to-week team that needs a few lucky breaks to win. Also, Alvin Kamara is a little gimpy this week. Yeah, I I can't leave the spread so low for this game. I'm going Titans all day. You know, maybe it's just the desperation of being in last place. Maybe, maybe it's the fact that the Titans just pulled off the win of the season for them, and I'm expecting a letdown. And Sean Payton's too good of a coach to have two bad weeks in a row. Somehow they find a way to do it. So, oh, win the Saints, go marching in. Oh, when Sean Payton wins a game. He'll lose next week and probably the week after. But tonight he's gonna cover. I don't know. There's my song. We'll keep rolling. How about Jacksonville? Just, just be honest. You're I, mad they got AP instead of Frank Gore, so you can't pick them. Well, I mean, I would have, I would have had my heartstrings on Gore, but I, I got Mark Ingram back in New Orleans too, man. I'm happy to see that. You so. get to watch Gore beat up Deron Williams. What do you care? That's true. That's going to be fun. We didn't even talk about that, but we got plenty of time before we get to Jake Paul fights. Yeah. All right, how about the uh, Jaguars coming off the first win of the season on the road to the all of a sudden somewhat impressive winning ball game Indianapolis Colts. They're a 10.5-point home favorite, though. God, I have no clue where to go with this game because I love me the free, fighting Frank Wright. We know this. They're coming 10 days off of uh, a nice little break, Thursday night football. 
This Jags team, I've hated all year. I still hate them. I want to pick them to cover, but I don't care if it's Trevor Lawrence, Johnny Lawrence, ah, kick him in the nuts, Grover cry, whatever. They're going to lose by 17. Give me the Colts. Sweep the leg. Sweep the leg. <laughs> I'm going Jaguars. I don't, I don't think the Colts win, but I don't think they win by that much. Uh, who did the... Um, who did the Jaguars beat last week? Bills? It doesn't matter who they beat last week because that's the only win they're getting all year. It's the Colts somehow covering ten and a half here at home. So, Mr. Brown, you're the lone kitty cat. Meow. That's, a, that's his emphatic uh, Jaguars response, everybody. Let's go on to Biggie's team, the New England Patriots at home. We got them at a two and a half point home favorite against the Cleveland Browns. I would hit this either way. I bet them at one and a half. I see that the line has moved. Not only do they win this game, they win this game by 14 points. This got no one field to a boys. Patriots are down for a year. Get used to seeing them around. Mac Jones is the Mac Daddy. I'm picking. I'm also picking Captain Flub and the Patriots. Uh, they will win this game. Uh, you know, I, I saw that uh, Chubb Captain has... Captain Flub. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We, I was waiting on it. We got we got Chubb uh, has uh, Club versus Chubb. I'm just trying to get my reasoning in. I'm just taking I'm taking New England too. I was going to have Cleveland. Chubb got COVID. He's not going to be there. It is what it is. Papa Chubb. I, I don't think it's going to be a, um, a a close. I think it will be a close game. I don't I think it's going to be that because Cleveland man they just find a way to make it ugly sometimes. I think they're a little better now that they got some of the distractions removed, so I wouldn't be surprised if they covered. I'm not confident in this game at all. Not nearly as confident as Big E is with his homerism, that's for sure. But that'll keep us moving on. We keep it with the uh, AFC East, where nobody circles the wagons quite like the Buffalo Bills. They take a 12-point. Except for Jacksonville. They're going to the road, on the road, to the Meadowlands against the J-E-T-S Jets, 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 where the Bills are a 12-point road favorite and the bills rebound in this game they come out there's times earlier this year where the bills have been 16 14 19 point favorites and they've covered they played some bad football last week they're going to get it out of their their system the jets just lost to the colts by 15 and it wasn't even that close give me the bills to cover on the road Uh, we got distracted uh, Brissett looks like he's done for the year. Yeah. Oh, here comes Tua. Oh, no. Willis Reed. No. <laughs> he's ready. Oh, wow. What happened? We got to stop. Got... We're watching this live. So, uh, we got Houston coming off the edge. Gets him. Oh, he just fell over his leg. That's a that's a torn ACL. Yep. That didn't look that bad. Nah, what a pansy. It just went sideways. I, yours looked worse. I'll give you that. Yeah, my yeah. knee was sticking through my kneecap. Yeah, we'll keep it my there. bone thingy. All right, we were talking about the Bills and the Jets. Bills uh, I'm going play. Bills. They got to bounce back. Uh, I'm also taking the Bills just for the same reasons y'all already elaborated on, so we'll just keep it moving. I just remembered, too, that Bill's dad was down there to watch a horrific game. Uh, he did. He went down Could there. you imagine driving or traveling from Buffalo, New York to Jacksonville to watch that well, dog shit I think of a game? In, I saw a video of him in a hot sitting in the pool. I've seen that. Nice still. tipsy at 10 in the morning a couple days yeah, ago. You, you have to at that point, Buffalo. don't you? Yes. yes. It's got to be better than being in Buffalo in November, right? And I got that. Oh, yeah. My yeah. God. So but hurt being in Buffalo anyway. Tough, tough, tough trip for Bill's dad. We got it. Uh, how about the uh, Detroit Lions? Against the Pittsburgh Steelers, who all of a sudden look slightly more impressive than we thought they were. The Steelers, though, are uh, taking eight points at home to cover. Give me the Lions to cover. The Steelers will win this game, but if you look at what they've done the last four or five weeks, they win, but it's always close. It's always tight at the end. The one game that they won by a margin more than a field goal was 15-10 to 10 against Browns. Yeah. Uh, I'm also going Lions. Steelers can't put nobody away. They haven't all year. God, I also have the Lions on here, too. I thought I was going out on a limb, but everything you just described was my logic. The Steelers don't cover. The Lions somehow find ways to make games close, they're, except for a couple times. They're coming off a bye week. They're ready to, you know, eat some kneecaps. Yeah, they're not eating anybody. You know, they're, they're eating their own teeth right now. They need to stop doing that. Uh, how about the uh, Tampa Bay Bucks? Uh, a playoff rematch of last year on the road where nobody loses a team name quicker than the Washington football team. And the Bucks are a nine-and-a-half-point no, road. No, stop. They're the Washington emails. Oh, that's right. So yeah, the Tampa Bay Bucks on the road to the Washington emails, the hidden emails, the whatever you want to say, uh, and the Bucks are nine-and-a-half-point, you know, 
favorite. So the emails are ran by the she-mail, and it's not going to matter because Tom Brady and the Bucks are coming to town, Easy and they're going to win by two touchdowns. <laughs> so now Dan Snyder's wife's a she-mail. That's he watched that damn Dan Netflix special. Oh. Okay. All right, let's just keep moving Sticks on. Sticks and stones. It makes Sticks sense now that Gruden was emailing about it. <laughs> He's a homophobe. All right, so let's just keep moving so I don't have to edit this. What do you got? Mr. Full Brown? circle, baby. <laughs> I am going with the uh, Bucks. All right, and Biggie, you also took the Bucks and that, that random noise that we just produced. <laughs> okay, just make sure. So we're Bucks across the board. Time to go to the next game. Carolina, the recently signed Cam Newton. Probably not playing in this game. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Superman. Go and Super Cam. Yeah. Get it right. Going on the road to the best team in football? I don't know. The Arizona Cardinals are a 10.5 point home favorite in the desert. Smash the Cardinals on this one all day. McCaffrey's back, but it don't matter. He had, what, 10 points of fantasy? Uh, That was a PPR league, though. Okay. So (laughs) I'm going to go Cardinals. Yeah, I'm, I'm they just can't keep up. I'm going Cardinals too. Like it's it's probably like a 14 to 20 point win. Like I don't know. I, I don't expect it. Like Carolina, we're all saying this knowing Kyler Murray hasn't practiced yet this week. Calamari. Well, remember what I said last week? I picked the Niners to cover because I said Calamari wasn't going to play. Man, the, the Cardinals came out and showed what you just said. Best exactly. team in the league without him or Hopkins. They smashed a Niners team that's a divisional foe. Yep, Good so, yeah, not not picking against the Cardinals anytime soon, even with a uh, ten and a half point spread. We've taken spreads at bigger numbers this year before, so not yes. a shock. Uh, here's a tiny spread. I already know I'm gonna go ahead and write Biggie's pick down here. Uh, Minnesota on the road to the Chargers. Ooh, but he loves Ooh, his. Purple. He's torn here. Maybe I shouldn't have wrote it down. I don't know. We'll see. The Chargers are a three point home favorite against the Vikes. God, this is the toughest game of the week to pick for me. I can see you're emotionally distraught. This is harder than picking the Patriots. Like, I'm going to go freaking cross-eyed looking at this. I'm not sure what to do here. What I do know is that the Vikings will play this game close, <laughs> losing in heartbreaking fashion like they always do. I wish that the hook here was like a three and a half or a four and a half. I got it in it's three. real easy to take the Vikings. I'm going to have to take them at three anyway. You're taking the Vikings to cover at three. Yep. I'm also going to take the Vikings because guess what? Even though they're traveling to L.A., they're going to have more fans in the stadium than the Chargers. The Chargers have shown that they don't require fans to win games. I'm going Vikings. Uh, the the uh, Chargers are going to stay in first place. They're winning this game. They're covering by threes. Maybe that's what I'm hoping for, too. Uh, that's exactly what it is. The <laughs> fandom was there. So uh, I got to do my lone wolf. So we know how we do it here with lone wolf with the Chargers. Gold charges go. That's what we get. Some type of Arnold impression. That was terrible. We'll move on. How about the Philadelphia Eagles? Man, they suck, don't they? They just suck. I just want to say that for Eagles fans out there. Your team sucks. Oh, ah, that was a hell of a play. All right, so the Eagles are on the road to the all this. All of a sudden, the, the Broncos look better than we thought they were. Uh, but the Broncos are a two-and-a-half-point home favorite in Malha against the Eagles. I didn't think I'd be picking the freaking Broncos again this year, but after the way that they looked last week at home against a really crappy Eagles team, it's a field goal game. Got to take the Broncos. I thought they were just doing this fire cell, getting rid of Von Miller, but they came out and they, they're they spunky, man. They are. They do their thing. And you got to factor in the Malha air. So, And the Eagles have not shown me anything all season long. Nothing. I'm going with the Broncos. Yeah, outside of the Eagles destroying the Lions one week, they've been just – and week one, right? Week one, they destroyed the Falcons. And we're like, wow, the Eagles – no, it's the Eagles. They yeah. So, uh, yeah, Denver covers this one. They win by at least three, so that's an easy pick. All right. Is Russ playing? Yes. So he's coming back. And what a better place to come back than against maybe Aaron Rodgers and Lambeau. The Packers are a three and a half point favorite at home against the Seahawks. Toughest game of the week to pick without my homer bias coming into play here. Because with Russ being back, I really like the kind of emphasis he's going to bring that kind of, I'm here, let's go, let's do this. I like that the Packers win. I think it's going to be a tight game, though. They're going to be a little slow starting. We'll see how Rodgers plays. I got the Seahawks to cover. I mean, but do we know Rodgers is playing? Uh, it's, sure. a, it's, yeah. Mm. Damn. 
Which means there is an outside chance that he doesn't play. I mean, this is the tough thing, baby. We do our games on Thursdays. Like, we, there's no going back. You're standing on the cliff right now. you got to decide if you want to jump no, or not. I'm going to pick the Seahawks because I'm going to go with Rodgers doesn't play for some reason. All right. I, I tried that Seahawks strategy are coming last off week. A bye week. <laughs> huh? Seahawks are coming off a bye week. They need it. With I, Russ coming I'm, back. I, I'm just they're, they're, you got to shake off the ring, Russ, man. They, there ain't no way you're coming back because that. Whoa, that whoa, was, whoa, whoa! He shook that off every game before they played. He was out there running 99 yard, no huddle. Did you not see him pregame every game? Yeah, but calling plays, running, his, diving. He's got no Russ. Russ no. doesn't have Russ. He wakes up feeling dangerous. You can't throw the ball no. with a broken finger. He did. Well, oh, okay. He That's caught, it. He caught it, too. He's out there, the broken thing. You're going to see those ducks and, and all that stuff, and it's just going to look terrible. So The best receiver in the league, Metcalf, two touchdowns. I mean, I'm not saying that doesn't happen, but it's not going to be a, a Seattle win. Green Bay covers, so go Pack, go. They're going to bang on the drum all day. That's going to happen. Costanza, yeah. Okay. He's all not, over Costanza not this week. Costanza. Not quite. i tell you if it was Costanza. Are you all sold on Metcalf yet? Oh, yeah. Okay. Remember yeah. that conversation, fellas? No, he is an elite deep threat receiver that has great hands, plays super physical. Um, mm. I, I'm not going to say he's an elite route runner. Because he's, he's not. He's not, but he's but a great But he receiver. has improved. He has improved. Yeah. All right. Well, good. Yeah. See? He's not we just a one-trick pony anymore. Correct. But he's got a lot of room for improvement. Yeah. Don't we all? I, I, I'm not. <laughs> Speak I'm not, for yourself, brother. I'm not going to say that I think he would do. Uh, well, I mean, most people will do better or worse on certain teams. Like you put them with the Jets, that's one thing. But oh gosh, yeah, all right, let's keep it. You know on. what I mean? But Seattle, Seattle, man, they it's him ta- perfectly. They, they've tapped into him, and it's been a great fit. Uh, speaking of uh, teams looking for great fits, Kansas City's just trying to find a great fit with some type of offense here because it hasn't happened lately. They're going on the road to Mr. Brown's Viva Las Vegas. The Raiders, they're not a home favorite, baby. They're they're an underdog, two and a half points. Chiefs are favored. So it's a field goal game. It's a pick. And Mr. Brown, would you like to pick first since it's your team? Yeah, I'm gonna pick the Raiders. They're winning the game. I'm mean, like I'm, I'm even telling you why. All right. I also had the Raiders are down, so I'll give you the opportunity to be the lone wolf big. <laughs> I, I just think the Chiefs are garbage, man. Like yeah. they they should have destroyed Green Bay last week. They made Green Bay's defense look top five. Oh, that's what I was going to use as my talking point for picking the Raiders. You played a Green Bay team with no offense, and you were only allowed, you were only able to win by a touchdown. And Green Bay and their offense had a chance to score more points. I, I don't know what is wrong with Kansas City. They're going to end up in the playoffs. How you go from How? what they've been the last three How? seasons to what they are now, it just blows my mind. But give me the Raiders. Derek Carr's come out and rally those boys. Their car is uh he'll throw it to Deshaun Jackson. Hey, I'm a, let me ask you this. Are you sold on Derek Carr? No. Hey, he's he's had a hell of a year, man. Dude, he's he he's fell off the last two or three weeks. Yeah. You think he's done? It's gonna say he's be done. The spiral. I'm just he's not an MVP candidate like we try to act like he was. He was playing above his For head. For the first four weeks he was. He led the league in passing. He yards. was playing over his head. I knew it. Everybody That's knew the it. way too early predictions that we always do. Why, who, let's project the quarter season MVP. How about we do it after 14 <laughs> games? So we've had at least 15 trades in our fantasy league so far, and the only only commotion we've had is me trading for Derek Carr, who's didn't even get drafted in our league, but it was ultimate com- commotion. Well, some people just like to be negative all the time about yeah. that stuff, and they're going to vote no every time. But we got one more game, fellas. We got the Raiders. The, the Raiders across the board. But now we're going to the Monday night game with the Los Angeles Rams and the newly acquired Odell Beckham. And if Ooh. I if I saw that correctly, uh, we, we got uh, we got breaking news here from a friend of the show that's uh, hanging out with us, and he was kind enough to pull it up. We got his contract here. What was it? We got uh, – Ooh, signed him for a one-year deal. So I guess he gets the salary that's coming from the Browns. He got a $500,000 signing bonus, and uh, he gets $750,000 for the rest of the season. But he's got they got him on a one-year $4.25 million deal. So Our inside beat reporter, John Rambo, with the breaking news. Yes, thank thank you. you, Rambo. We appreciate that. Uh, and that helps us determine if whether or not the Rams are going to cover this four-point spread against the Niners. Hammer the Rams. Bet your damn mortgage payment on it. 
Yeah, I, I agree. I gotta get Rams. Uh, I also had the Rams rode down because, like, they, they're gonna bounce back too, right? Like, they're just have to easily gonna bounce back after that. So that is a wrap on the Week Ten NFL Stone Cold Lead Pipe Locks of the Week, and I did not go Costanza method, but uh, I did. Uh, do some extra thinking here. We'll see if it backfires or not. Not that I have anything to lose. I'm in last place. Just remember out there, if you're looking to make a little extra cash, a simple $20 13-leg parlay that I just bet nets me $88,000. So if you're not familiar with that, just just find us on social media. Big, you'll take you through how to lose $20, but the promise is <laughs> that you could win $88,000. <laughs> remember, and- if you took that advice and you're betting $20 on a 13-leg parlay, 1-800-GAMBLER. That's it. 1-800-GAMBLER. Don't forget. That's only in West Virginia, though. We need, like, the list of all the gambler hotlines. Just go to the internet, jam it. You can find it there. Tennessee. (laughs) Well, that almost draws another show to close this week, and we always like to just kind of bullshit here at the end. And, Big, I know you got genuinely excited about a story that, uh, that popped up overseas, and we don't talk about soccer enough, do we? No, we don't, because soccer sucks. Uh, for the most part. Except for when your kids play it. It's okay for kids to play soccer. No, then you it's enjoy taking it. taking over America. Well, I enjoy, like, uh, the World Cup when it comes around, stuff do like you? that. Because I sure as hell don't. Oh, I do. All right. I watched it for the last seven years, and I still don't know all the rules. Can you name three soccer players? Uh, Pele. Uh, like, active. Ben, I like Beckham. And uh, who else? That was a movie. Yeah, that's a Ronaldo. player. Ronaldo. There, there you go. That was one active player, right? Beckham don't play anymore, does he? No. Messi. That's two. Um, Beckham. Three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> this up is that uh, I enjoy watching like the World Cup, and like Mr. Brown said, it's the same thing as hockey. It's not that soccer sucks or hockey sucks; is I don't understand the game. Got you. Uh, the only reason I wanted to bring this up was because you know years ago, and we still have the memes of Tanya Harding when she had the guy take out Nancy Kerrigan. We had that happen again, but it didn't happen here in America, so it's not such a big story. But Paris Saint-Germain, she's a women's soccer player in France, had was driving a vehicle after a team event, had the person in the back seat or passenger seat who was ahead of her for playing time. Right. She came off the bench. Somehow, mysteriously, they get pulled over. Two masked men pull out her passenger, who's the starter, beat the hell out of just her legs with an iron pipe. Not life-threatening. Why? Why? <laughs> she gets to play this last Tuesday. Ongoing investigation. After she plays the first game, they tie everything back to her. And she's now been arrested. Oh, my God. So, I just want to know, did the driver drive off when they pulled her out of the car? Did she just wait for him to get No, she of- was driving. I know, but like when they pulled her out of the car and beat her ass, like did, did she take off or did she just like, I'm going to wait and watch? Uh, it doesn't say that on there. It just That's says the attack detail. The attack lasted for several minutes and then the attackers ran off. So the, uh, the, the understudy, so to speak, the backup player, she has been arrested. Yes. So as the world turns, baby, we'll just keep finding out what happens. That's uh, that's one way to get me excited about soccer. Let's just add some storyline depth. That's good shit. <laughs> uh, well, how about we end on a positive note? You know what? We uh, have uh, the privilege of doing the show on a Thursday, and today was Veterans Day, and we even had a, a veteran stop by here and, and spend some time with us today. But, you know, it's, uh, it's nice for us to take a step back from society for uh, an occasion and say, Damn it, we're pretty fortunate to be able to do what we do. Not only do we get to work pretty much meaningless jobs and, and draw away with the society we live in, but we get an opportunity to watch sports endlessly and do a podcast and talk about all this nonsense. So to all you veterans out there, especially those that have served in the line of fire, like we cannot thank you enough. And uh, God willing, you know, you keep doing it for us because you're braver men than we are. But uh, that's uh, that's what I got to say about it. But I know we got some family members that have served, and I know it runs deep in some of your families too. So, Biggie, I know uh, your dad's a veteran, right? 20 years active duty in the Air Force. His dad, my grandpa, World War II Army Infantry, listed when he was 16. Got sent home because he lied about his age. Went back home, got his parents to sign a waiver for him to go back. That's how much – 
just different our world is in general yeah we, we were talking about or we weren't but i was listening earlier uh they were they were talking about all these stories from veterans about that type of thing and i was like man that would never happen in a million years now we're like uh you know kids are going to be trying to sign up to go to war for anything like just not happening and i guess you know the benefit is we don't have a direct access of evil attacking us in a in a country form like the way we did in world war ii and the cold war or whatever but it's just different times man it just makes you look at things a little differently but we do want to say uh we do appreciate the servicemen and women out there that provide us the opportunity to live in this country we live in each one of them regardless of whether they served in an active war zone or never left the country signed a blank check for up to and including their life which i did not so got to respect that yeah whether you uh signed up on your own uh ambition or if you were drafted because of vietnam like it didn't matter you still did it man there was people that didn't do it and they uh they got to watch other people do it. So very, very different mindset for people out there. So, again, we're very privileged, and we want to just say thank you. Uh, but that uh, takes us to the hour mark, fellas. So we're going to go ahead and wrap up the show. And I guess uh, we're going to enjoy the rest of our 60-degree weather that we got here in November. Or is it dropped down a little bit lower? No, we're still in the 60s, baby. It's feeling good. I'm not even wearing socks and shoes, man. I got sandals on. It's good times. Good times. But that has been the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Everyone have a wonderful weekend. Thanksgiving will be here before you know it. We'll see you same time next week. Bye-bye.